Skeptic, the astrology podcast for skeptics. We are only two episodes away from the end of season one. Can you believe? We personally can't believe that we already have released 15 episodes. I don't understand it. That seems like a lot. That seems like a lot of my voice recorded. How time flies, indeed. Uh, We will be talking about all things Aquarius today. But before we dive into that, I'd like to kindly remind you to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at AstroSkepticPod. And please don't forget to check out our website, AstroSkeptic.org. Right now, we are the most active on Instagram, but once this season is over, we'll be focusing on beefing up the rest of our social media. And by we, I mean Paige. As always, we don't censor this podcast for explicit content or language, so listener discretion is advised. What's up, Paige? What's up, my dude? It's very chilly, and mm. I love it. It was 70 today. That's not that chilly. It's, right now, it's chilly. It's getting a little blustery out there, but it is like, what, 7.30 p.m.? And at this point in the autumnal season, it's a bit late, you know? Yeah. I just, I really like it. I don't, but I'm so happy you feel that way. Are you going to watch the Sopranos movie? Um, yeah. Why I, haven't you watched it yet? Okay, I was in Frankenmuth. Yeah, she was. And it came out like two days ago. I think it might be on HBO. It is on HBO. Well, <laughs> we finna be watching that shit real quick. Are you going to watch it tonight, bro? You can tune in tonight, uh, bro? Probably not tonight. Why not? Because... You don't care enough? We go to bed at night. You don't care enough, bro? <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. You know what's really good on HBO that you should watch? I May Destroy You. Have you seen it? What's the premise? Uh, it's about this co-Londoner that has a, let's say, negative run-in, a not very positive experience with drugs and sexual assault... And it's her story, follows her story as she deals and copes with the trauma. It's very interesting. Has a great soundtrack as well. So some chick gets raped and drugged? I don't want to oversimplify the plot. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Just watch it. Eh? Okay. It made me really want to be British. <laughs> Even more than I already Dude, have I wanted that for the last 30 years. Every time years. I go to the UK, I'm like, oh. <sighs> But you know what? It does feel nice because they're very excited about my American accent and I yeah. feel kind of special. Do you? I don't. I feel like I wish I blended in perfectly. No, because they're always like, you say something and they're like, where are you from? Are you from New York or Florida? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm from Michigan. And no, like, you should hit them up with a thick ass Southern accent and be like, no, I'm from Tennessee, Louisiana. No. Yeah. I can't even... I couldn't maintain it for that long. Wait, I gotta... I feel like I have to practice. I'm I'm from... (laughs) Wow. I'm from Louisiana. My grandma was a mule skinner. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, Captain. Good morning to you, sir. Down in the West Texas town of El Paso. What the fuck I fell in love with a Mexican girl. You've never heard that? Wow. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. I wish I knew the rest of it by... by While you were singing that, I've never seen such peace and tranquility come (laughs) over your face. (laughs) It was such solace. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share with us about Frankenmuth? 
I mean, I didn't really say anything about it, did I? If you guys, <laughs> if you guys aren't from Michigan, um, Frankenmuth is a quaint little Bavarian-themed town in like the east, like mid east, and it's um, called like Little Germany, and everything there is German-themed, and they. They go all out. They have a couple of huge restaurants that are like known, world famous for their chicken. Zenders. Yes. For their chicken dinner and they all of their staff like dresses up and they have all these cute little shops and they have this little like straight up like little town village circle area that's like total themed. It's just awesome and it's fun. They are Deutschland. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the later so, hosen, yeah. We had fun. It was fun. It was a cute little getaway. Did you come home with some later hosen lingerie? <laughs> no, but I do have a huge stuffed dragon that's wearing later hosen that Reba it. is clutching right I'm now. For dear life. Right now. His name I is Willie. <laughs> I paid $25 extra to have him sit on the bed as I opened the door to my hotel room. And let me tell you guys, it was not $25 well spent. He's oh my cute. God. He's cute, but He's really? pretty big. We'll take a picture. He's pretty big for like I'll take a, a selfie right animal. now. I'll take a selfie right now. He's about foot and a half long. There you go. I look, it looks like I'm killing him. Look, I'm choking him. <laughs> you can't even see his eyes. All right, I'll take another selfie. Hang on. Frankenmuth is also famous for having this huge Christmas store called Bronner's that's like, it's literally got like four wings and you could spend like hours in there and I'd never been there. So we went just to say that we'd gone and it was an experience and I think if I worked there I would lose my mind. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't last. But they do have these, like they have like customized, like you can... Pick out an ornament and have somebody like hand. Yeah, we did that when I was a kid. And I thought that was cool because they're actually like they're real. They're not a machine or anything. It's like a real person. Did you get that done? No, the the line was too long. Um, but um, if if you were like an art student or like you know you really were into artwork and you were just needed a summer job or an extra income, that'd be fun to do. I feel like fun. Yeah, because like you're into that anyway. You're doing sitting there doing pen work and stuff. I guess, but for a bunch of fucking tourists, man. I thought it was a little overrated. Like, they didn't even have wrapping paper there. And I was very distraught because I like to buy wrapping paper for Christmas. Because, I, you know, I like... I just think it's fun to get wrapping paper. Every year? Yeah, I only get like a roll or two and then I need more by the next year. Yeah, okay, that's true. But they didn't have any. They didn't have any. Do they have a gift wrapping service there? Mm, I don't know. I bet that's where they're putting all their fucking eggs, man. The stuff that they sell, it's I don't think people are going to give it as gifts. It's mostly like decorations. Also, it's open year-round. So if you buy something now or even a few months ago, are you going to want it wrapped and sitting there waiting for Christmas? That's how some parents do it for sure, man. You're telling me they buy stuff in June and then they get it wrapped and it just sits there wrapped? I don't, I don't fucking know. This is not a world in which I've ever had to reside, honestly. <laughs> I don't either. But they had a freaking ornament for everything. Everything. They have an Islamic ornament? They yes, a, they did. They, they did? had Jewish ornaments. Yeah. Hindu? Buddhist. I don't know. I didn't see everything. But yeah, probably. Church of Latter-day Saints. Is that Mormons? Dude, I don't know. 
someone will you're someone the, will let us you're know. the christian over here you're the oh, one who you're watches the, you're the you're one who watches jim baker every day stop what the fuck is jim baker is that tammy faye's ex-husband <laughs> yeah wow i got i got that cultural reference are they ex are they divorced is she widowed <laughs> You know what? The only reason I know anything about this is because I used to watch a YouTube channel called Vic Burger where he, like, would splice up videos in, like, a really funny way. And he would do it to Jim Baker's videos. It's the only reason I know who he is. And because of that, I know that he divorced his OG wife and married a new chick who's also named Tammy. Wow. He's got a boner for the Tammies. I guess. Can you blame him? The video, my favorite Vic Burger video is where they were selling like um, doomsday prepper style food, like buckets of soup and stuff. What? Yeah. And they were like, get yours now while you still can. You're going to be happy you did in three months. Because like they thought the world was ending. Is it? This Facebook, was, Instagram. Well, and... this was like two years ago. Oh, well. Is it? I ask again. <laughs> also, uh, related to the world ending, I watched Signs last night. We haven't even talked about that. Yeah. How was it? Did it scare you? <sighs> it's 20 years old, almost. It came it's out in 2002. Good. It's still good. I, wa- I watched it with Brie, and we both agreed probably didn't stand the test of time very well. I it's still it did. Good. It's still good. I recently good. watched it. You did? Yeah, what's wrong with it? The effects are still good. They are. First of all, I learned that M. Night Shyamalan doesn't like CGI, so he tried to use it as little as possible. That's why the aliens are just like, bah, he, ha, like they just do the jumpy-outy thing. Except for at the end when he's holding the saw and uh-huh. about to give him the poison. But even then, on the long shots, he has it reflected on the TV screen. It's the details. Okay. It was what, okay. What it was, did you not like about it? I, it wasn't that I didn't like it, but it just it wasn't as scary as I thought it was when I okay, was fucking Okay, because now you're an old. adult. Yeah, and also I have seen it before. Right, so you know and what so happens. Brie would say like, oh, this is when that happens. No, I'm like, oh, fuck, it is when that happens. And then it happens. But it's a, it's a good movie. It's worth a rewatch if it meant anything to anyone when they were a child. If it fucked you up as a child, then you should watch it again as an adult. That's all I have to say. You want to get into it? Yeah. All right, guys. As I mentioned before, it's Aquarius Day here on the podcast. Aquarius is masculine, fixed air. It's the 11th sign in the zodiac, and it's the last of the air signs. The sun travels through Aquarius from approximately January 20 to approximately February 18. In Latin, Aquarius means water bearer. In astrology, it is co-ruled by Saturn and Uranus and represents creative interaction. The Aquarius constellation is located in the southern hemisphere sky and is the 10th largest constellation at about 980 square degrees. The constellation can be seen in the spring in the southern hemisphere and in the fall in the northern hemisphere, but is rather faint and difficult to see with the naked eye. Aquarius lies in the region of the sky, which is often referred to as the sea, because it contains a number of other constellations with names associated with water. Pisces, the fish. Holla! Eridanus, the river. And Cetus, the whale, among others. Aquarius contains supergiant stars, Sadalsud, a.k.a. Beta Aquarii, 
and Sadal Malik, aka Alpha Aquarii, and several deep space objects, including the globular clusters Messier 2 and Messier 72, the asterism Messier 73, the Aquarius Dwarf Galaxy, and the Atoms for Peace Galaxy, aka NGC 7252, and two well-known nebulae, the Saturn Nebula and the Helix Nebula, which is the closest of all planetary nebulae at just about 400 light years from Earth. I have no idea what any of that means. Very interesting. Uh, so now, Reva, hit us with the story time. It's more shit that I don't know anything about. And what is it, Ganymede? Yeah, that's the name. You don't know that? That's the name of Jupiter's biggest moon. Well, bear with me as I'm learning here. Remember the format of this podcast? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Oh, the Greeks. Um, all right. So the myth of Aquarius is associated in Greek mythology with Ganymede, a good-looking young chap who Zeus basically kidnapped, brought to Mount Olympus, and he forced him to serve as a cupbearer to the gods. But, of course, Ganymede got fed up with this shitty situation. He refused to be Zeus's boy toy any longer, and all the water somehow poured down to Earth and created massive and destructive floods. Zeus thought on it a little bit. He reflected on the shittiness of the situation and decided kidnapping a guy just because he thought he was really hot probably wasn't the best idea, and then bestowed Ganymede with eternal youth, thus creating the Aquarius constellation. Another heartfelt Greek story. Never get sick of it. Fun fact, Ganymede is the name of Jupiter's largest moon that may or may not have, like, massive ocean underneath the icy surface. Aliens. But now we will discuss the expressive characteristics of Aquarius energy. If I had to describe the energy in one word, it would be genius energy not to give any fucking aquariuses like a big head or anything anyway let's knock them down a peg or two. Oh, oh we're about to <laughs> we'll get there wait i have an aquarius mercury i just want to say that so i'm basically brilliant <laughs> anyway <laughs> um when you think of the words water bearer you should imagine the water as being a metaphor for all of the wisdom and knowledge of the world in the universe Aquarius energy carries the knowledge of the universe and seeks to share it equally with everyone. Aquarius wants to always benefit the greater good, improving humanity as a whole. Yes. Okay. Okay. The energy is super revolutionary. Aquarius strives for objectivity and typically achieves it. It's able to see a situation from the outside in and it can zero in on faults and thus find solutions to almost any problem. Aquarius energy always has a bird's eye view of the world. Its emphasis on the big picture means that it strives to see all of the moving parts of a system and seeks improvement for all of the players involved. Aquarius is always concerned with man on a grand scale. Although it has a real love for history, it is absolutely and overwhelmingly concerned with the future. Aquarius energy, much like Gemini, absorbs as much knowledge as it can. Gemini tends to have its hands mildly shallow in almost every pot, whereas Aquarius has its hands 
fully submerged in a select few. To put it simply, it's an expert in whatever it chooses and is typically aware of this, which is why many Aquarius-heavy individuals are very confident and skilled debaters. Dude, that's what happens when I get a little, especially in like my early 20s, I would get a little bit drunk, like have a, a little bit of whiskey or something, and I would just want to debate everyone at the party. <laughs> like, come at me, bro. I get that vibe. Do you? Yeah. But not now as much anymore, right? I mean, no. Okay. Aquarius has an eternal admiration of the truth, and they're always searching for more wisdom. Folks heavy with Aquarius energy never discount an idea unless there is a substantial proof against it. In fact, the newer and more original an idea, the more Aquarius is interested in it. It's always seeking enlightenment and change for the better, and it is naturally drawn to novelty and obscurity. It firmly believes that the answers to the world's problems will come from places most unanticipated. While Aquarius may flaunt a worldview that encompasses all of God's creation, the reality is that afflicted, it can sometimes lose focus on the finer details, seeing only that which is in front of it. Though its goal is undoubtedly a better world for everyone, Aquarius can oftentimes vilify and demonize those who value tradition, history, mm. and the past in general. Mm. An excitement of novelty can cause Aquarius to override any reflection on its benefits. If Capricorn believes... If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Aquarius believes, even if it ain't broke, just fix it. Mm, interesting. The energy is naturally interested in political activism and charity work. Healthy Aquarius respects opposing viewpoints and likes to find common ground with those it disagrees. Unhealthy Aquarius individuals, however, can deem any opposing viewpoint as an obstacle often doing any and everything it can to discredit opposition, sometimes even lying or playing dirty fucking tricks to achieve its objective. Father Roy says in his sacred text, when deluded by misplaced convictions, they may forget basic Aquarian principles and, while claiming to act in the interest of everyone, behave with overbearing arrogance. Yikes. Well-aspected Aquarius energy fosters some of the best intellectual conversations, while poorly-aspected Aquarius energy can lead to verbal attacks and a forcing of unwanted debate or discussion. As long as Aquarius remembers to be objective of everything, including and not excluding itself, it can stimulate some extremely effective change in the world. It must not forget, however, to also take care of itself. And emotion is completely foreign to Aquarius energy. The desire for objectiveness often causes it to categorize emotion as useless or simply irrelevant. If Aquarius does focus on emotion, it's typically the emotion of others. Aquarian advice can be very valuable and helpful, but the delivery of said advice typically lacks any semblance of tenderness or compassion. Even though Aquarius likes to think of itself as an emotionless robot, the truth is that emotions aren't exclusive to water signs. It is definitely true that the emotional potency of Aquarius energy is almost non-existent, but emotions will exist somewhere, even if it's miles and miles below the surface. Mm, bubbling. 
Aquarius should always check itself before it wrecks itself and try to identify how those hidden emotions might be unknowingly affecting their quote-unquote objective worldview. The life stage associated with Aquarius is the time in life where you become an expert in your field. You've lived long enough to really hone in on your expertise in whatever field you're in. And you've experienced enough to have a good understanding of what change the world needs to see. I would say this is so it comes after the Capricorn stage in life, which I think was like 60 ish. So, yeah, it's when you're old. But I think it's like that time when you're old where you have like like a newfound lease on life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, silver sneakers. Kind yeah. Of and so you really start to really start to appreciate and I think, like, you stop giving a fuck so much about what other people think. Yeah. Like, this is me, Sharon. Yes. And you really, you don't get offended as easily because yeah. you're like, dude, I don't even care. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like it's that time where a lot of, like, when a lot of old people will have, like, a newfound, like, interest in, like, kids and, like, little kids because I think that they realize so much at that time, you know, when they're so old, just like how valuable youth is mm-hmm. and how like children just really bring them joy. Mm-hmm. And is it also when like old people retire and then start volunteering? So then, they oh, yeah, that could like, be Johnson's at the museum. Yeah, that makes a lot of that's very Aquarian. Yes, wow, I'm so smart. Oh my god, <laughs> oh, genius. What anyway, I digress, Reva. Mm. Tell our lovely audience about your personal Aquarius. Mm. How's that Mercury doing? A Merc. Uh, I don't know, Paige. You tell me. How is my Mercury don't, doing? That's a fucking compound. You well, stupid fuck. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, sometimes I feel like it doesn't do me very well. I feel like, indeed, it does me a, a bit dirty because, um, like. There is a certain aloofness associated with an Aquarius Mercury. Hell yeah. And I can come off in my communication and demeanor and conversation very aloof. And oftentimes I say things without even really thinking about what I'm saying. <laughs> like I'll just fucking talk or I'll just make some clapback sort of comment. And it turns out people can get a little bit offended by things. It happens a lot when I have been dating, I feel like. When people don't know me well enough to know when I'm just being a jackass for the sake of being a jackass, you know? Yeah, I feel like you're really not that bad at it, though. And I'm coming at it, like, from being myself. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the Aquarius energy in you doesn't consider emotions, because it doesn't, yeah. you know, it doesn't consider them Yes, at all. that is, that, it, yes, 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 yes. And so that is how I talk to people. Unless, of course, like, empathy needs to get kicked into gear. And then, like, every other sort of water sign thing about me um, can come through hardcore. But generally, my communication style is pretty goddamn aloof. Is that my chart that you just pulled up? Mm-hmm. What are you seeing? I mean, I've nothing I, I ain't seen before. Yeah, but what's it say? Um, what house is my Merkin? My Merk? 
Well, your Mercury's in the fifth house in Placidus. What does that mean? But Capricorn's on the cusp of that house in Placidus. What does that mean? <laughs> so Aquarius is on the cusp of the sixth house, which is the same for me. Oh my God. We're Virgo rising. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. So basically, I was actually looking this up earlier. Um, Aquarius, your sixth house is like all about your health, and then it's also all about like your your daily like work environments and stuff like that. So I think that that, I mean, there's so many ways that that resonates, but to be brief, I think for you it resonates because the sixth house is all about health and Aquarius is all about like being an expert. And I think you're pretty knowledgeable, like in all your skincare shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I think you're, you're heading towards that like expertise level. Yeah, but I also fancy myself an expert in a lot of other ways that don't matter. And by that, like I what? mean, exactly. Like, What are you an expert in? I don't know, but I think I'm right. <laughs> okay, well, time. yeah, yeah, that's your brand. Okay. <laughs> like, I just say, and I mean, I can bend and like, I can, I don't really give a shit about anything else. So people can do whatever they want to do. That's but, Aquarius too. But kind of how like, in my curmudgeon Capricorn-y sort of way, it's just like... This is how I do it, and this is the best way to do it, obviously. <laughs> so everyone else can just fuck off and do their own thing. Yeah, that's pretty Aquarian. Okay. I don't know. Otherwise, um, I'm not sure. It's hard. I, for all of this stuff, it's really difficult for me to like self-assess, especially with something like my Mercury, because it's so like projected outwardly. It's how you communicate. No? Um, I say it's 50-50. You're right in saying how it's you communicate, but it's also your thought processes. It's how you interpret and organize information. Well, fucking aloof, then. That is that is the word. Yes. That is the word. That is my synonym for That's, Aquarius. I mean, it's very, very, very accurate. <laughs> like, my thoughts just bing bong you mean all like, over the place. Bing bong, bing bing bong, bong, bing bong, bing bing bong, bing bong, bong, bong. What's happening? What is that? That's Astrid Gilberto. The fuck are you talking about? Anyway. So, I guess I'll talk about my Aquarius experience for a hot minute. Actually, Aquarius is one of the two signs. The only two signs that I don't have an object in at all in my chart. But, on the same token, it's like the sign I'm like most attracted to Ooh. but not even just like sexually no not sexually even, <laughs> not even just like romantically just like I always vibe with Aquarius people like people who have Aquarius energy um a lot of my you know like in my romantic history a lot of the people I dated had Heavy Aquarius energy. Including your Aquarius son husband. Yes. Stellium husband. So my husband Alex, he has an Aquarius stellium on top of his Capricorn stellium. Um, the... That sounds fun. <laughs> so Aquarius is all about the future. It's also because of that. Also just it's like about technology because technology is a very futuristic thing. And... Technology is basically computers, 
my husband's a web developer and he is very into computers. He's all about computers. And he is aloof as fuck. Like, mm-hmm. he, he, I'll be talking to him. I'll just be talking to him. And then halfway through, I realize he's not fucking listening to me. Well, but that's not even just it. But then I'm like, but is that a queer? Is that like, is that aloof or is that just? Well, it's aloof. Poor manners. <laughs> well, I mean, it's both. I don't because do that. Not I'm only, a great listener. Well, yeah, but not only the fact, the fact is like, it's because he's not interested in what I'm saying. Oh. So he's just like. Bitch, you don't matter. Yeah. Like, no, he just like <laughs> turned off his ears for a second. But he doesn't say anything to me like, yeah, I'm not listening or like, oh, I'm busy. And then I'll get pissed and he'll be like, dude, I'm, I, I'm fucking reading something. I do hate that though. I hate that has happened to me with some. Like, and I'm like, why don't you tell me you're reading something? Yeah, I got a, people, I got a fucking Gemini son. I'm fucking talking my ass off over will, here. She will. If you don't watch out, she'll keep going. Oh my God. But it bothers me when people do that so much. When you are speaking, I'm speaking and they just completely zone out and don't acknowledge that they've zoned out and then don't acknowledge anything about what you've said. Yeah. I hate that. Well, that's my life. <laughs> so now I, I've like trained myself to like, I will do checks like every couple of words. I'm like doing like nonverbal checks to see, is he still listening? And if he's not, I'll just stop talking <laughs> and then see how long it takes for him to realize that I stopped talking. How pissed do you get about this? I how much fire really, comes out? I will say I used to get really pissed, but I've become a little desensitized to it because and here's an Aquarius lesson for me. I, for a long time, I did feel like it was a slight against me. Like, I took it personally because I'm like, he's not listening to me because he doesn't care. He doesn't care about me. He doesn't care about what I'm saying. But as time went on and we had many, many heated arguments about it, I realized that he is he just doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He can't yeah. focus on more than one thing at a time. He focuses on one thing very intensely and me talking over here, like, doesn't even register to him. He can't take his focus away to even say to me, I'm not listening to you. And I've realized that I just have to accept that's how his Aquarius manifests. And I just work with it the that best I can. Sounds great. That's really cute. But yeah, he also, like, I'll tell him, just as this more, more evidence of how just aloof he is. Beginning of the week, I'll be like, I've got a doctor's appointment. Thursday, I have to go to the neurologist. You have to take me. It's at 9 a.m. He's like, okay, okay. And two days later, I'll, I'll remind him. And then he'll be like, okay, I know. Okay. The day before, he'll be talking about Thursday. And he'll be like, man, I have a meeting at like 9.30. And I'm like, no, you don't. You're taking me to the doctor. And he's like, oh, I forgot. Because he's aloof, okay? If it's not important in the moment, it's out of his head. Hmm. Unless it's computer related, then it hmm. never leaves. Hmm. Like, here's another example. We'll be driving to Target. And I'm like, oh, we got to stop at UPS on the way because it's on the way so that I can drop something off. And we'll be driving and I'll say, we got to stop at UPS. Like, and he's like, I know. And then he almost drives by it because he forgot and he went into what he calls autopilot mode. I feel like this is just the thing that all men do, though. Are all men See, it could a heavy be. Aquarius? Because, like... I don't want to generalize men, but yeah, they're... Pretty... I would like to do that, and I'm going well, to we say... Well, we're going to have to generalize women, too, then. Are you okay. ready for it? Yeah, generalize women. Tell me more. They're gossipy. Great. Yeah, it's fun. They're, they have... 
They're very like shallow and they care only about like sometimes yeah. fashion and makeup. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah. Exactly. All right, well, all men are fucking idiots. That's so <laughs> They'll true. They'll just drive by UPS <clears throat> like it was never talked about. Or okay. they just ignore yeah. you. Or, or like, we'll but, be... maybe, but maybe it's that all women are just annoying. That could and be. So and all we like, do is like nag and rag. That's not true. If they weren't such idiots, we wouldn't have to be and that way with here's, them. I mean, this is the human question. How do we deal with it? How do we, we how don't. do we balance each other out? We don't. We don't. But another example is we'll be driving, because we have to take some of the same roads, right? To go to either Target or Meyer. And if you're not in Michigan or Indiana or whatever, Meyer's a big grocery store chain, okay? Um, so we'll be going to Meyer, and then he'll just immediately start he'll like get in the turn lane like he's turning to go to target even though we just had a full discussion about what we're gonna get at meyer and then i'm like we're going to meyer and then he's like oh i just went into autopilot mode and i'm like because he's he's aloof he doesn't know what the fuck's going on that sounds dangerous yeah dude i mean obviously he's like really skilled his aquarian elements come out and he's super skilled in computers he's really smart he is always you know he's very nice my, and he's very patient very i don't know nice. if that's aquarius or not but like my dad will try to call me and then we'll <laughs> get into a very heated screaming match because i'm trying to tell him how to get into his paypal and then at some point he just stopped calling me for his computer questions and he calls Alex because Alex is so much nicer to him. I can see that. I can and he'd be that. like, Okay, well the first thing you gotta do and I'll be over here and be like, Dad <laughs> Yeah, but that's also just your personality. And he's your dad. Yeah, I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm trying to teach somebody like imagine, oh my god, dude. My dad listening to the podcast. I love you, Dad. I sent my dad the link to episode one. Months ago, and he listened to it, and then I'm like, I sent it to him on Apple Podcasts because I know he has it on his phone because it's like defaulted on all iPhones. And then I'm like, well, did you listen to episode two? And he's like, you only sent me episode one. And I'm like, okay, because like the idea of me trying to say, nope, Dad, you just go to the show on Apple Podcasts, like you were watching it, you just click on it, and then you go to episode two. I knew that like. Trying to explain that to him would have just been absolutely pointless. Yeah, but I get that. Remember how we just talked in my Capricorn, or in the Capricorn episode about how, like, your computer illiterate. And that's fucking rude. And that's because of all that cap energy. I don't care. But what frustrates me is that I know you have that Aquarius Mercury that you could turn, you could mm. tune into. Like, you could figure it out, but and you just thus, choose not to. Therein lies the problem with my parents and I. Because they say... If I had a fucking nickel for every time they were like, you just got to live up to your potential, Reva. <laughs> you just got to... You oh, can, my God. You can do anything, Reva. You're so smart. I know. I'll be you like, like such a moxie. And I'm just like, meh. I'd just rather no. not. If I, like, if I show you anything on the computer, like, you'll remember mm-hmm. it and you'll do it. But it's just like... I, you, the idea, I think, in your own head of you going out of your way to, like, figure out how, like, to, like, right-click on something is just, like, no, you just shut down. You're, like, nope. (laughs) Because I just don't care. I don't care. (laughs) Honestly, like, it just, like, I don't care to spend time or effort Mm -hmm. or energy, like, taking it any further. Because, like... (laughs) 
That's your cat, dude. <laughs> well, so we digress. Yeah, we digress. We digress. I um, um, I have actually a lot more Aquarius experience I'd like to touch on, if that's okay. I also have a very good friend that's an Aquarius son, and a lot of it makes sense. Okay. I'll say about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And my brother is an Aquarius, and it makes no sense. Well, Just going off sun sign. I know sun sign astrology. I know, but like, what doesn't make sense? What's your brother like? What is my brother like? That's you know what we are two completely different people. What is he like? What does he do for a living? What's his job? He's in real estate and development. Okay. He's a dad of two great kids, husband. Has a really nice house out in by the lakeshore. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's nice. Got some Michael Scott energy in him for sure. That's Aquarius. Aquarius. We haven't talked about this really, but Aquarius is also just like being fucking weird, eccentric. Yeah, that's big Aquarius energy. Oh man, that's my. Brother. Anybody who has like blue hair for more than like a year probably has Aquarius. <laughs> that is somewhere. not my brother, but he's always the one. <laughs> He's always the one when it comes to singing happy birthday, like Pete's going above and beyond <laughs> without a doubt. Like I'll be the one, happy birthday to you. And I take it up, you know, just uh-huh. for a little flair. But Pete's like, he has a choir background and he lets it all rain down on happy birthday, man. Has to be heard. And like walking through the house, he'll just like bust out in a very uh, ambitious line of some song like loudly just yeah. for the sake of being heard yep like that that can definitely be aquarius his job and stuff and his house makes me think he's probably got some cap energy going on in mm, some important places which makes sense interesting i could we could pull his birth chart that would be that would be something so you listen to the podcast absolutely not are none, you out there peter none of my family listens peter to this peter podcast. pumpkin eater had a wife because couldn't my keep family her. put her in a pumpkin shell and there i kept her very well wasting all of my potential <laughs> it's okay it's because they watched that explained episode on that's astrology. why dude fuck that, that show why. that's legit why yeah, yeah i'll yeah. say it again didn't explain shit shit not shit so, my dad's more in, my dad's more open and into it he's a scorpio there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I have some. Okay. I have two members in my family mm, that are very, very aquary. Okay. I have an aunt. I won't say the aunt because I actually have a couple aunts that are Aquarius sons. One of these aunts is very Aquarian. And so is my grandfather. And they're both very smart. Uh, My grandpa is, like, knowledgeable in all things history. When Alex met him for the first time, they, like, walked aside and proceeded to have a two-hour conversation just about the Civil War. (laughs) And I remember my grandma was like, oh, it's so nice he has somebody to talk to. And I was like, yeah, dude, I bet Alex is living it up because they're both freaking nerds. I will say that he can be a little intense. So, like, he will just strike up a debate with anyone about anything. And, like, Uh even if they don't want to have a debate with him, 
Yeah. He doesn't care. Like you're, yeah. they're having a debate. Like yeah. he will force you to defend your stance and your opinion on everything. That was me in my early twenties. And it can be really intense. And I have, it's never really affected me that much because I don't know. I just find a way to like, be like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess I just don't get that combative. But if you have any kind of like, if you're not desensitized to it like I am and you have any kind of combative bone, you're going to be sitting there arguing with my grandpa for, like, three hours. But at the end of the day, my grandpa, even if you disagree with him, like, he'll still, like, respect the shit out of you. Like, he, some of his best friends are, like, these college professors that just, like, they totally just disagree on everything. Like, politics, cultures, whatever. But they'll be thick as thieves. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's very hard. And I do. I like that. I appreciate that. Yeah. But... Like, if you're really not trying to get into a debate, and my grandpa is, like, you have no hope. Like, you're getting into a debate with him. So it can be a little intimidating. And sometimes it can be hard because everything turns into a debate. You know what I mean? Like, you'll just be trying to, you'll just be having an innocent conversation. And, like, then some, my grandpa comes in and then, boom, all of a sudden you're defending your, like, views on life and death. Your loyalty. (laughs) Your fucking lineage. It can be pretty intense, but... He has worked in a lot. He's worked in politics. He worked on like the consumers board or whatever. He got a lot of stuff passed. He like audits like, no, he reviews audits. I don't know. He does a bunch of shit that Did he like, work for the government? Yeah, he did. Can he confirm that there are aliens? No, he wasn't that high up. But he basically, he's very Aquarius in his job pursuits and what he does now and he's very good at it but as a typical Aquarius heavy person he struggles with like the more intimate parts of life like emotions I don't think I've ever heard him say anything about how he feels about Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. except for if he's talking about like his opinion on something Mm -hmm. um and then my aunt anyway she's um pretty intense that's all I'll say um, but then I have a really good friend. <gasps> Shout out Tay Tay. Tay Tay. What's up, Lurler? She's an Aquarius sun. Okay, so she has an, she has a couple Aquarius planets. Um, but she's an Aquarius sun and she's also like pretty she can be pretty aloof and she'll admit it, but she's also kind of like an expert in like this the, her job at work. Like she knows everything and anything about it like everything else like she doesn't really care about it she just knows what she has to get done and she's pretty good at it um she she is like weird which is very typical Aquarius which I vibe with you know like just talking about like aliens and shit and like yeah but being weird runs so much deeper than aliens man there are some real fucking weirdos out in the world well yeah I know well okay there's weird and then there's creeps those are different a fine line fine line between aliens and child pornography oh my god (laughs) okay so now i'm gonna let's do you have anything else uh i got a best friend with an aquarius son everything everything we have said tracks my aquarius mercury is i'm gonna i'm gonna say this it's right up there with my taurus moon in terms of favorite placement oh stubborn no. I was just going to say, it's a fixed sign, so it is stubborn. Like, you can change an Aquarius's mind on something, but it's going to take you a hot minute. Yeah, just show me some fun. But I can be changed. Yeah, yeah. But it, I will say Aquarius, because it's an air sign, 
is more likely to have their opinion changed with, you know, enough evidence. Yeah. But it's going to be a lot harder to change their mind than Gemini or Libra energy just because they are fixed. And they're just very like, mm. I'm right. Why would I believe you? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, that tracks. So you can change an Aquarius's mind on something, but you're going to have a lot of battle scars from it. Yeah. Yes. Again, that tracks house parties via 2000, the years 2008 to 2012. That would definitely be me. In a fun way, though. Fun. In a fun way. Um, otherwise, Charles Darwin is an Aquarius son. Very cool. Very new. Very new agey type. Very, very forward thinking man there. <laughs> Who's your surprise Aquarius son for me? Are you ready? Yeah. It's Roy. No. It's fucking Roy, dude. No, that old The man of all men. The king of men. The king of everything. He is an expert. Have you given him a kiss yet? (laughs) Wow. I don't know. In your dreams? (laughs) Oh, sure. Um, in my dreams, we've sat down on a terrace and we've had a cup. We've had a cuppa and we've we've discussed. Made out. No. Just kidding. I don't like that visual. I'm sorry. He's like a grandfather to me. I know he is. I know. He's a sage old man. Um, he's he's a, an Aquarius son. That doesn't surprise me. No, because he has so much knowledge and expertise in all of his fields. Okay, but right now all the listeners are like, yo, dude, I got an Aquarius son friend and they're a fucking idiot. Like, So well, we're, we're saying it's like the genius sign but everyone is just i mean everybody can be an expert in something like if you're an expert in like um pokemon cards um are you smart i don't know up for debate but you're an expert in that (laughs) you know what i mean like everything is flavored differently for everyone sure but if you have an aquarius sun friend who doesn't seem to be one of the sharpest tools in the shed I would suggest pulling their chart and seeing what else they got going on. Probably some Sagittarius. I'm kidding. Whoa! It's <laughs> absolutely not true. It's Dude, the bow and arrows, fire. No, 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 no. It's just the first sign that popped into my head that I could talk some shit about. I mean nothing by it. I have some very dear Sag friends and I love them. But what sign would be the idiot? If we had to choose one. <laughs> or Aries. You think? They're just... They're just they run hot, man. They're not thinking a lot before they do and it's stuff. It's fire in them, man. Um, all right, what else? Anything really else? So. Um, I don't know. I just want to talk more about how Roy's fucking amazing. We can just do... Let's do a bonus episode on Roy where we like do a little biography on yeah. him. Pull up some pics from him and his little trousers as a little boy in a little boarding school. <laughs> We'd probably... I don't know where I'd get that. In the north, <laughs> north of Lan- in Wil- Wilkeshire. Or wherever the fuck he's from. <laughs> I don't remember. It's probably Wilkeshire if I had and, to fucking yeah, guess. Yeah, that's a fucking place. It is a place. It's not, actually. Uh, okay, so that was Aquarius for us. Guess what, guys? Guess fucking what? The last episode in our Raw Unfiltered series comes out next. It's Pisces. And I suspect in the lifespan thing or like stage of life, Pisces is the dead person because that's where we're going, right? It's the yeah. last stage of life. Well, Pisces is like all about... Is Pisces the ghost? 
Pisces is all about spirituality and so like transcending. Ghosts. So yeah, it's life after death. For sure. Sorry guys. For sure. But I mean, that's cool, right? No, it's super cool. I can't yeah. wait to haunt the shit out of everyone when I come back. Or when I leave and come back. Presuming I come back. What if there's nothing to come back to? There will always be Or nothing rocks. to come back from, dude. You're wrong. Okay, so join us next time for <laughs> Pisces Unfiltered. Raw. Thank you for joining us today. Please stop by our website, www.astroskeptic.org, to view more information that might be helpful.